Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. Super grateful to be here with all of you talking about, yet again, another taboo subject. (laughs) And what I mean by that is something that many of us have learned is taboo or something that a lot of us aren't comfortable talking about when really it's a totally normal and natural thing. And breast health certainly falls into that category. If you've been following us for a little while, then you've seen my other podcasts about the cervix, about menstruation, the womb, these these things that are seen as taboo or strange to talk about, and yet they resonate for all of us as women. So few of us received any type of education from our parents or from our education systems in terms of breast health. And if anything, likely many of us have probably felt really alone in our journeys with breast health, not really knowing what we can be doing right now to be preventative, especially in a time when things like breast cancer are on the rise. So many women, I can't tell you how often I'm working with women as a naturopathic doctor who have some type of a breast lump whether it's benign or malignant, meaning non-cancerous or cancerous. And so whether you are going through your own healing journey right now, or if you're just wanting to be proactive and preventative, this podcast is going to be really helpful for you. I really genuinely wish that every woman in the world could have the opportunity to hear this podcast or to get some type of education on breast health, because When we connect to our breasts and when we feel like we are doing our part to be proactive, to support our health, then everything changes. So when you're finished listening to this, share this with your mom, your sisters, your friends, because far too many women are being affected by breast-related illnesses, and these simple tips could help in the long run in terms of preventing it and depending on... Uh, what you do later down the road even maybe help heal along the way. So breast health is so incredibly key and so I'm going to share a few tips that I have to dramatically help support your overall breast health. These are tools that I've learned over the years from my training both as a naturopathic doctor but also in studying sacred women's wisdom around the world. I spent some time in Guatemala as well as with a healer in Alaska as well as with another healer in Oregon, and all of them shared similar similar wisdom about breast health. And when we're connected to our breasts, we are connected to our heart. Obviously, they're very much closely connected. So I'm going to be combining my wisdom as a naturopathic doctor, more of that medicine approach, as well as the sacred women's wisdom, or maybe more of this traditional, old, Eastern kind of medicine, and weaving it together. And that's always been my intention with the Goddess Ceremony podcast, to weave together these two worlds that are seemingly so different, and yet are complementary and blend together so beautifully. So if you're ready to learn some simple tips to dramatically support breast health, you are in the right place, sister. So let's dive right in. I've got my number one tip. This is the biggest, biggest tip that I can offer women in general. 
the number one thing that we can all be doing right now to support breast health, and that is to avoid bras with an underwire, okay? If you're like, hold on, I can't go braless, just hang on a minute, let me explain myself. So when we're wearing bras with an underwire, and I'm, I mean especially like a Victoria's Secret bra or you know a bra that has a huge amount of support or a lot of push-up, a lot of padding, yes, they make our boobs look great, but at a cost, especially when we're wearing them regularly, these begin to cut off lymph flow. And so this is blocking a part of our lymphatic system, which creates stagnation. And whether you want to look at this from more of an allopathic or a Western standpoint, stagnation is not good. And if you want to look at it from an Eastern or a Chinese medicine standpoint, stagnation is not good. We're blocking blood flow and we're preventing the breasts from being able to adequately detoxify. So this starts to create a really dangerous situation when we're wearing a bra a lot of the day. There was an amazing study done a few years ago that correlated breast cancer risk to the amount of hours a day we wear bras. So for example, if you wore a bra for two hours a day, you had a breast cancer risk of like 5%. These aren't the exact numbers. Um, or if you wore a bra for 12 hours a day, then that number leaped up hugely. If you wore a bra 24 hours a day, it was over 100% that you were going to develop breast cancer at some point in your life. Personally, I can't imagine ever wearing a push-up bra or a really supportive bra for 24 hours a day. That sounds horrible and so painful, but apparently sometimes that happens. So one really important thing you can do here is to look at your bras and find better options. So yes, of course you have the option to go braless and especially um, if you're home a lot or if you're an entrepreneur like me, you can just be braless and no one's going to look at you or think you're weird. It's it's fine. But for those of us who also work in offices or you know are seeing clients and things, maybe going braless isn't appropriate. And therefore, it's important to go and find a bra that doesn't have an underwire or is it at the very least uh, not as constricting so that we can still support normal lymphatic function. So of course, if you have a larger chest, then yeah, you might still end up finding something with an underwire. Um, and then at that point, if that's the best option for you, you're just going to want to limit the number of hours a day you wear it. So if you have to work eight hours a day, the moment you get home, sister, you're going to rip that thing off and let your breasts be free and unhindered so that lymph can flow once again. I have a bra that I really, really like. It actually is a Victoria's Secret bra, but there is no underwire and there's very minimal padding. It's just enough to hold your breasts in a nice way, tiny, tiny little bit of cleavage. So it's not like a super sexy bra per se, but it is the best option that I've found. And a good way to know if your bra is uh, ideal for breast health, you should be able to crumple it up into a ball. Obviously, if you have you know, some big fancy like $80 bra from Victoria's Secret, you're not going to be able to do that. There's so much padding and wire and all of that. So if you want to go and grab your bras, it might be interesting to notice what underwire is there, how much padding is there, and all of that. So that's a really, really key thing. If you want to see that actual study about the bra and the number of hours worn per day correlated to breast cancer risk, you can see that on our website, goddessceremony.com resources. I have all of that linked so that you can see the stats if you are a stats kind of person. I totally get you. 
So that is number one. Be very, very mindful of the bras you're using or avoid wearing a bra as much as possible. And I should add this, always make sure that you are going to bed without a bra. Ideally, you're wearing a super light tank top or t-shirt, something that's gonna allow your breasts to move during the nights. And also know that if you're a big gym goer or a yogi and you're often wearing a really tight sports bra, that this is kind of similar to an underwire bra in that we're really trying to hold the breasts in one specific place and therefore there is a lot of stagnation being created. So if at all possible, try to get out of a super tight sports bra after you get home from the gym or yoga, try to avoid wearing that all day. Um, it's been years since I've worn a bra every day since I worked in a corporate job and it's to the point where I can wear one for a couple hours and then my body, I start to get an ache in my shoulder and I start to feel uncomfortable and so know that if the idea of not wearing a bra is really wild, you may, you may also get to a point where the thought of wearing a bra is like, whoa. So that is my number one tip. Okay, the next one is super important as well though. Number two is to throw away any deodorant that you have that is antiperspirant. If you're home right now, I want you to pick up your phone or your computer or whatever you're listening to me on and walk into your bathroom and go and look at your deodorant. I wish all of you could see me right now. I've got like these big arm movements. I'm really passionate about this. Like get into your bathroom, go look at your deodorant and see if it says antiperspirant. If it does, you need to chuck that thing in the garbage because it is trash. Not to be used. What is antiperspirant? Well, antiperspirant means it prohibits you from perspiring, from sweating. And this means that it is um, preventing you from detoxifying from your breast tissue. Now, if you take a moment to just look down, you'll notice that your breast tissue is extremely close to your armpits. And so when we are blocking our sweat glands in our armpits from detoxifying, where do you think those toxins resettle? If you're guessing the breasts, you would be exactly right. Um, antiperspirant deodorant also typically contains aluminum, which is obviously not healthy. <laughs> It'd be a very poor thing to put right into your lymphatic system. Um, and then also you want to make sure that your deodorant doesn't have any fragrance because those are typically endocrine disruptors, meaning it's going to disrupt your hormone balance. So if I were you, I would choose for a natural deodorant, an organic deodorant that is not antiperspirant. There's so many great brands out there. Even Costco now sells Schmitz, which is a great option. That's what I'm using right now. Um, yeah, there's so many great natural ones. If you're not sure where to start, going to somewhere like a Whole Foods or a, a local health food store might be a good place because generally they're going to have been a little more mindful about what they're even carrying and won't have all the toxic kind of stuff. So you just want to make sure you're looking at the ingredients and what is in the deodorant, but you must, must, must throw away any antiperspirant deodorants. Um, when I'm leading retreats, sometimes I'll make the joke if I'm talking about breast health and I'm going to go into all the bathrooms and I'm going to throw away any antiperspirant deodorant that I see. That's how passionate I am about it because this is the culprit of so many issues in the body, in my opinion. So, nay nay on the antiperspirant deodorant. You may find if you've been using antiperspirant deodorant for years 
that after you stop using it, you sweat a little bit more than usual. And this is because likely your sweat glands have been blocked for so long that now finally when they have an opportunity to sweat again, they're going to be flushing everything out from the breast tissue. So sometimes within the world of natural health, we find things get a little bit worse before they get better. And I'm really gonna encourage you to just stick through it. So know that if you stop using antiperspirant deodorant, that you might sweat a little bit more, but it is certainly worth it in the long run. In my opinion, having your health is the most important thing in the world. Without your health, what else is there, right? My next tip, and some of you may not like this tip, (laughs) is to be really mindful of your coffee consumption. Now, I know we live in a world where coffee is so, so revered and everyone drinks it and it's such a big thing, especially in the United States anyway. There's such a culture around coffee. And what I'm encouraging you to do is to simply be mindful of your coffee consumption. I'm not saying to give it up. I don't want anyone to like email me and say that I'm a terrible person for saying such a thing. If coffee is like your lifeblood, I'm not here to tell you what to do. What I am saying though is to be mindful. Certainly one cup a day is mindful. 10 cups a day is a bit excessive. Um, And you always wanna make sure your coffee is organic or coming from a small farm somewhere like Costa Rica or Guatemala, somewhere where you know it's a high quality farm because a smaller farm obviously may not have the money to go through and get a USDA organic certification. That's thousands of dollars to get that. But what I'm saying is, you know, maybe like a big chain, uh, which I'm not going to say any names, but (laughs) if you go to a big chain, likely that is not organic coffee and it's been mass produced and it's chemical laden. So that would not be a good option to drink. There are a lot of different studies about coffee in regards to breast health. Some of them certainly say that drinking coffee Uh, increases your risk for breast cancer, and there are some that say that the results are inconclusive. But in the very, at the very least, I would say just be more mindful of your coffee consumption, and if you drink coffee regularly, make sure that you're drinking a high-quality organic coffee or buying coffee from a local business that has like physically visited a farm in one of those small countries so that you know it's a high-quality coffee that in essence was grown organically, but may not have that USDA label. My fourth tip, this is really, really important, is to give yourself regular breast massages. This is such a valuable tip that I really don't think I can emphasize enough. Giving yourself a regular breast massage is important for a number of reasons. A, This is going to serve as a self-breast massage, which as women, we all know we should be doing, right? We're supposed to be feeling our breasts regularly to see if there's anything, you know, different, if there is a lump, if there's any inconsistency in it so that we can detect things earlier. But this is also a beautiful way to create more connection with the breast tissue and also to remove any stagnation. So what I'm gonna encourage you to do is every time you take a massage, or (laughs) take a massage, take a shower. I mean, if you get a massage every day too, that's cool. But every time you take a shower, you're going to get out and give yourself a breast massage. So you're gonna have some organic coconut oil or jojoba oil or sesame oil if you're really into Ayurveda. 
And you're going to then rub that on your breasts and give yourself a fairly firm breast massage. And there's a few different movements you can do with this. It feels so beautiful and it's such a sacred experience. But you'll make big sweeping motions around the, the exterior of your breast. And one move that I like to do is I like to really, and you're really using firm pressure here, almost squeegee my breast towards my armpit so that if there's anything that I'm moving or shaking up in there, I'm moving it out towards the armpit so that my body has a better chance of being able to detoxify it. You can then also lean over, bend your knees deeply and like reach your chest down towards your thighs and make big sweeping circles. That's really lovely as well. Especially if you are wearing a bra a fair amount of the time, you're gonna wanna give yourself a breast massage at least once a week. Um, if you're braless most of the time, then it may not be quite, quite as important to do it as regularly, but I would say at the very least once a month is a bare minimum. And when you're doing this breast massage, you're giving yourself this unique opportunity, A, to detect anything that seems abnormal, B, to get to know your breasts, and C, to connect to, in essence, a tantric practice. Tantra is a sacred lineage of yoga that sometimes is associated with sacred sensuality or sexuality. There's one facet of it that's very much involved in that. And I was reading in a tantric book a couple years ago that the breasts are the most important parts of a woman's arousal. And so they were in the, you know this book, these, these scholars of Tantra were saying that if the breast tissue is not activated, then the rest of the body will not activate and not be ready for intimacy. And I thought that was really interesting because so often within an intimate setting, the breasts are kind of skipped over or there's not a huge amount of attention put there. And this book was also sharing that when we touched our breasts ourselves or we allow a partner to, to partake in that, that that is activating our heart and activating our center of compassion and love. And I thought that was such a beautiful way to think about it. To see our breasts as this beautiful exterior reflection of our hearts. And so when we are touching it, we are offering ourselves self-love and compassion. When we welcome a partner to share in that experience with us, we're allowing them to feel our center of love and compassion. So that's kind of more of the, uh, the Eastern medicine side of this coming in. But no matter how you look at it, giving yourself a regular breast massage is really, really important for your physical health and then potentially also for your emotional and spiritual health for more of a tantric or Eastern medicine kind of standpoint. So those four tips are really, really important in honoring your breasts. Now, one other thing I wanna to touch on here is that if you find that your breasts do feel a bit stagnant or if you just feel a big disconnect there, one thing that was helpful for me in reconnecting and also creating more integrity in my breasts was going braless as much as possible and also beginning to work out without a bra. Um, there's a big misconception that going braless or not wearing a really good bra is going to give you saggy boobs later in life. And I'm here to inform you that that is totally a lie. And the op actually the opposite is true. When we are not wearing a bra, our pectoralis muscle has to work to hold our breasts in place. And so that muscle will actually strengthen over time. When we're using something like a bra, we're kind of using a crutch every day. 
if you've ever broken an arm or a leg, then you know that when you stop using something, it becomes weaker. And so when we're using a bra every day, that muscle never has to really work. And therefore the breasts may begin to sag eventually over time. So if you want to have perky boobs <laughs> for the rest of your life, then don't wear a bra, go braless as much as possible. And working out without a bra may also help to strengthen your pectoralis muscle. And if it sounds painful, it might be at first, um, especially if you have a larger cup size. But I have found that my breasts feel the most nourished when I am working out without a bra. So just like a loose tank top or a t-shirt, even if I'm doing, you know, jumping jacks or jumping squats or burpees or, you know, some sort of high intensity movement. That's certainly like an extra thing you could try adding in if you're working out at home. I mean, I don't know about going to the gym and doing that. You'll definitely be the most popular person in the gym. Um, but if you choose to work out at home, certainly this could be something to add in as well so that your breasts have more opportunity to experience movement and thus detoxify and flush out any stagnation. So remember that your breasts are the external reflection or mirror of your heart. So by offering them love, you're offering your entire being love. There's some really great recipes for a breast massage oil. My personal favorite is to mix jojoba oil. It looks like jojoba, but it's jojoba and olive oil. And then to add a little bit of frankincense, like one drop of frankincense oil. Frankincense is anti-tumor. It's also perhaps the most amazing essential oil in the entire world. It's pretty much good for everything. And it smells amazing. And that, from my research, are some of the top oils that are specifically really nourishing for the breasts. So you can buy a little, you know, tincture bottle with a little dropper, or you could just grab a jar. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be fancy, but mix your jojoba oil, your olive oil, and like one drop. I don't think I do more than one drop of frankincense. And then that can just become part of your sacred routine. Um, the last thing I'll say on that is if you ever don't want to give yourself your own breast massage, generally, if you have a partner, they are more than happy to help out. <laughs> um, it always, that always works. So partners are wonderful in that way. They're always so willing to be helpful. God bless them. Okay. So that is how to support your breasts, some really important breast health tips and things that are going to help you be preventative in your health and potentially even support you in healing if you are working through a specific health challenge. If you're looking for any support in your life, if you're needing the guidance of a naturopath, of course, know that I'm more than happy to help. You can set up your session at goddessceremony.com and just click offerings. You'll see my naturopathic services and a little text box to fill out. And we can begin working together. It's something I've worked with quite a bit is breast health and breast related issues as well as hormone imbalances. So know that if you want a little more help or if this is just a good segue into the next step for you, I'm always here to help. And this is what I'm obviously really passionate about. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to everyone that has left a review on the podcast. It really means so much. It brightens my day every time I see a new one. So if any of this information from this podcast or any other have been supportive or helpful in any way in your life, we appreciate you so much. If you can share the love and give us a review on iTunes. 
Thank you so much, sister, for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.